Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk, a traditional Wiccan podcast where we will discuss topics affecting the pagan community from a traditionalist perspective. The topics we discuss are picked from our magical hat, and the discussions are unscripted. The talks will be led by Lord Chase Knight Smith, Elder and High Priest of Third Degree, and he's joined by Keegan, First Degree Priestess. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk. I'm Keegan, and as always, Lord Knight. But we're still talking about, you know, the stuff that we don't like about our own community. Everything. I might get in trouble about this later, but I remember when I was first starting out, you know, I used to get in trouble all the time. You? Yes. uh, I remember having a conversation with a high priestess, and... She was sitting there, and she was more of a, uh, not a traditionalist group. And she was like, you know, I did all this stuff uh, to get to the astral plane, and it completely failed. And my response to her was, well, I've never been to Vermont, but doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Just because you can't get to the astral plane does not, because her, her conclusion was it didn't exist. And I'm sitting back going, well, just because you can't do it does not mean it doesn't exist. Maybe, you know, you're, it's not where you need to be. She was a high priestess, you said? Yes. That's a little bizarre for a witch not to believe in the astral realm, isn't it? I, mm, I mean, because I don't believe everybody's at the same spiritual growth. Of course not. I can't, me personally, I cannot to this day purposely have or go over to the astral plane? OBs. Right. For me, it's I, I cannot do like some people can with the light switch. Does it make me any less of a witch? No, it just means either A, it's something I don't require, or it's just I'm not developed enough to do that. But you don't walk around you going, know, obviously it doesn't exist. Obviously it doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit there and do that. But my point there is what drives me up the wall is the conclusions that some people in our community come to. Oh, yeah. And to, oh, well, this didn't work for me, so therefore it's wrong. Right. Okay. And like I said, those people that heard from a friend who heard from a friend who joined a traditionalist group, and it was just terrible. But you haven't experienced for yourself or gone out or tried to. Right. Again, I can understand if, you know, you live out in the middle of nowhere and your closest neighbor is five miles away, which means that the closest traditional group might be 50 miles away. You can't find one on every corner. No, you can't. You know, I can understand this person doing a little solitary work, but if you're a member of your family and the whole family's in, are you really solitary then? Right, right. You know, if you and your other half are doing this together, you you suddenly have a community. You are doing it together. You suddenly become, to me, you become a coven. You start certain traditions within that family. You can have a coven and still practice solitaire but that doesn't make you a practicing solitaire no 
Um, I think we all do. We're, you know, we're part of a, we're part of a coven and we still practice by ourselves. I think you have to, to grow. The only way I can describe them are the weekend peggers. Mm, good one. They're not doing this every day. It's not something they follow on a daily basis. It's not something they think about on a daily basis. And then when the moon's full. You know, and then the rest of the time is just normal everyday living. I'm not meditating. I'm not learning. I'm not doing anything. Then you go out and you find those people who their only spiritual connection to this religion are going to the gathers once a year. Mm-hmm. Are you sure this is for you? Because I don't know about anybody else, but I know for us, this does not end. It's a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, everyday day. Yes, it is. Thing, yes. customs, and certain things that we do, the way we think. Yeah. Oh, no, like that thought that we always have is, you know, we meet somebody we don't like or rubs us the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Our first thought isn't, you know... What's their problem? It's, well, what's wrong with me? All right. Why don't I like this person? What about Why that? don't I like this person? Oh, Did God. I see myself? What is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate to ever put that thought in my head. It was easier just to think people out there were just, like, Bitches. bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done that. I've met, you know, I didn't get along or I got into an argument with somebody and called you. And was like, and I swear, I looked at them, and I was like, what am I seeing here, you know, that I don't like about myself, that I see in them, what is it? And you were like, no, that's different. This, this, so, you know, they, there was a reason, he, you know, this person said or did or whatever it was, there was a reason here. And you had to say, not everyone you meet that you don't like isn't because it's got something, or you, there's something in yourself you don't like that you see in them. That's not always the case. That's but not I, always the case. But, but I, I'm so used to doing that. Right. <laughs> it's not always the case, but you still have to go through that process and meditate on it and figure it out and really get to know the person to go, okay, it ain't me. It is just them. Yeah. I've studied it, and I've come to the conclusion, you're just a bitch. <laughs> right. You know, no, you're not going to get along with everybody. If you think you are and everybody's good and loving, you're crazy. Mm-mm. If you think everybody's going to always work together for the betterment of everybody else, mm. no. People are very self-centered. Yes, they are. What's in it for me? Yep. I even tell y'all up front, hey, guess what? Religion is a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. If you don't think it is, you might not be thinking about religion the correct way. They're not. How can you grow? How can you evolve spiritually if it's not selfish? You can only do it for yourself. Right. You can't change nobody else. And you can't do this for other people. No. You, know, you can only do this for you, not for anybody else and not what people think. Mm-hmm. And well, not because you like crystals. And God forbid, those who do that, I've been to a lot of these gathers and stuff, and we go there, and we do the group ritual, and the whole nine yards, they're, they're, they cast our circle, their whole nine yards, not my tradition, not knocking that, they do it their way, that's fine. 
But then in the middle of the ritual, toward the end, now we're going to take all this energy we have raised, and now we're going to try to heal the earth. Hmm. This bothers me. Does it? Yes. I think this you've is, heard me. Com- this, this is you've heard me com- new information. <laughs> the question you got to ask yourself is why? A, are you really so full of yourself that you think you can personally heal the earth? You are one powerful mojo, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. The whole earth. I'm not no slouch when it comes to my craft and stuff like that. I might be able to heal maybe a 10-foot section. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. A couple of trees over here. A couple of trees, something. But then all that energy built up, and then people go, oh, all these people are dying from COVID and these thunderstorms and tornadoes and hurricanes are getting worse. Well, did you ever think about that healing energy you put in there? Mm-hmm. Maybe the earth would be healed if there was, you know, a few less hundred thousand people. Oh, absolutely. You're doing this and nobody's thinking of the consequences of their actions. Yeah. And you're doing this assuming that you are powerful enough to do this. I mean, that's just like, you know, what was that I saw not too long ago? Ooh, we're going to hex the moon. Yeah. Really? (laughs) Really? All right. Now, first of all, you really think you're special enough to be able to hex the moon? Oh, they're special. Oh, yeah. All right. And... You haven't even thought about the consequences of these actions. Really. It's what they see on TV. Yeah. I'm sorry, the attention seekers. I mean, this is, this is the same attention seeking behavior I see on the person when I'm driving down the road and they got the 50 pagan bumper stickers on their back. Oh yeah. Of their car. Yeah. Now the car's a broom, clergy with all the different letterings and stuff like that. Yeah. I have everything but the neon sign above me going, Pagan here, and then get upset because somebody comes into work with their cross on. Ooh, good point. Stop, stop, stop. Let me write that down. That has to go into racial discrimination. Stop that. <laughs> you, are, you are putting your toes in another topic. Good point, though. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like the attention seekers. I mean, I know I went up to, I told you about this, I go up to uh, to a big box store, and there's a cashier there, and she has the satanic pentagram surrounded by, you know, regular pentagrams and upside-down crosses and all this other stuff. And Wow. I mean, this thing is huge. It's not like small and dainty or anything like that or hard to see and be one of them things going, yeah, I know that. Uh, are you one of us? You know, and I've looked at her and I asked her, you know, what tradition are you? Because I'm really confused by all this because, <laughs> right, are you a Satanist or are you a in a witchcraft? Or you're <laughs> tri- what are you? Because I, I see mixed symbols here. Right. Huh? What? What do you mean? Uh. Of course, Oswin turns around and looked at me and goes, oh, she's just a solitaire. Keep on going. Uh, she's one of those. 
She's one of those who don't know who what they are. An eclectic solitaire. I don't want people to think we're knocking these people, but... Why not? Because I can't knock them, but pick something. Pick a side. Do you not think symbols actually have meaning? Uh, well, they do to us. Do they to others? No. How much no. attention can you get with them? Right. I mean, we're talking about the difference between attention-seeking behavior and me going to a pagan gathering or something and wearing a symbol of a third degree or a second degree wearing a symbol of a second degree. That's different. Um, we know? need to know who and where the ranks are. I, I have to, if I don't know you, I have, wear something, let me know. Let me know. I mean, that way I'm not rude to you. Yeah. It happens. There's ways you can normally tell who's what rank, but we're not doing it for attention. If anything, I tell my, you know, I tell my, my students stuff. If you wear a pentagram, that's fine and dandy. Keep it inside your shirt. It does not need to be the size of a hubcap. Well, there's something to be said for being in the broom closet. Yeah, but I'm sorry when I'm at work, I'm, you know, I try to be professional. To me, religion does not come into work. Particularly this one. Yeah. Stop that. But, stop, stop, stop. You're yeah, going off into yeah. religious discrimination again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I go off on this because, yeah, you have those people who sit there and try to force our religion down everybody else's throat. Yeah. And I don't like that. Mm-mm. You're showing off. You're trying to get attention. You're just being a dick. Yeah. You, are. you know, we don't prophetize. We don't do this stuff. We don't do this stuff for a reason. So what else in the community have you, have you heard me talk about that really, that we haven't touched on? For the longest time on like my emails for Temple and stuff like that, I had the tagline, oh, great goddess, save me from your followers. Yes, yes. Now, I've heard that many times. A lot of people thought that was rude. Don't know why. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> but I don't get it. Some of this stuff don't make sense. I know people get really upset, the general pagan community, when they're asking me questions and stuff like that. And I go, well, have you meditated about it? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm using this as an excuse not to answer it. When it is actually the answer. But they're not going to do it. But they're not <laughs> going to do it because they just think it's like, have you prayed about it? But meditation and prayer works. It works. The reason why we do it, the reason why you say it, the reason why that's the advice is because it works. But see, those people, they want that fast, easy answer. And right. meditation takes work. And effort. And sacrifice. And looking at yourself. And looking, you know, at yourself. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. No. They don't want to travel to learn. They don't want to. Who? um, No, they don't want to travel to learn. They don't don't want to to sacrifice. They don't want to have to pay money and realize, okay, you've got to still turn on the lights and the heat. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. They don't want to do these things. Like I said, we're talking... Well, over 20-something years ago, when I first found Lord Men, yeah, there was still this thing of, you know, you almost had to sit on some, you find somebody like him, and 
you would actually almost have to like sit on the porch for three days before they'd even go. Okay, we'll teach you. Right. <laughs> well, if you're going to sit on my porch for three days, you really want this. Right. You're willing to sacrifice. You're willing. But nowadays, people are like, uh, "What do you mean? I got to come to you and and actually learn and study and read books and." Do book reports and, right. and and do certain things and meditate every day. What do you mean I need to make this the first thing that the religion has to come first in my life before yes. anything else? Yes. Well, that means you you literally have to live this. Yes. Not do it when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. No one is just a full moon. I mean, because like one of our big beats is in our tradition, keeping your word, and most traditionalists, keeping your word is a very important thing. That's a different. That's a different. Um, well, subject. I realize that, but people don't realize. For us, it doesn't end at the door. We we have to deal with whatever you want to call the people that are not of our religion. We have big moral hangups about that. Oh yeah. When somebody outside of our religion doesn't, you know, your contractor don't show up when they said they would. Right. And realizing, you know, hey, we're not going to go with this person because they can't keep the word. I think what happens is we get spoiled, too, (laughs) the way we think. (laughs) So we're just upset that everybody doesn't think like that. We're like, I don't understand how you don't keep your word. Of course you do. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember a conversation that happened in somebody's house that I was told about where it was, have you talked to him lately? No. He said he'd be here at 7 o'clock. So that was a when month was ago. When was the last time you talked to him? About a month ago when we set all this up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't live like that. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't called him, you haven't texted him, nothing. How do you know he's going to show up? Because he said he would. He said he would. It's nice. I think it's nice. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to confirm all the time. No. You know, the worst mistakes you'll get from me is, hey, look, there's a little bit of traffic, or, hey, I spilt my coffee on the way out to the truck. I had to go back in and change my clothes and refix my coffee. (laughs) Not the humanity, my God. Oh, hell, great caffeine. Uh-huh. Then we're spoiled to how we act, how we are, how we think, and when we go outside of it with other people and they don't, it's kind of like, what's wrong with you people? (laughs) Sometimes that's our failure when we're talking about the general paying community at large because we'll actually project those expectations upon them. Yes. And that's our failure, not theirs. Are you sure it's not their failure? (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) You know. It's us expecting them to buy the same ethics and morals and customs that we do. Well, yes, I could go to a different tradition other than my own and not get in trouble or anything like that and maybe even sit there and talk to the high priest or debate with them and never actually get mad at one another because I don't believe certain things that they believe. At the end of the day, we don't actually get really defended with one another because we can always sit there going, well, it's not my belief. There's nothing wrong with it. I understand where in the world you're coming from. Right. And after our debate, I understand a little bit more, and you've given me some stuff to think about. Right. 
typically traditionalists can disagree or argue and not take it personally. Right. Well, they like it. They like it. We especially get, the higher-ups, especially the muckety-mucks. They really like it. Right. Like we we get really spoiled about this, and when we go out to the general populace and we do this with some other people, there suddenly becomes a problem on this. They're like, oh, but, but, and then they storm off, and you're sitting back going, what's what the problem? Happened? What happened? <laughs> I thought we were chatting. Come back. I, I thought we were chatting. I was enjoying myself. Yes. You know, at what point did I hurt your feelings? And and she's very offended now, I have, you know. I sort of wish, you know, some of these people out in the pagan community at large understood that about us. That, yeah, we're going to say things to offend you, but you can't take it personally. And you guys don't, I've, I've heard you, I've heard traditionalists, the higher mucking and mucks, argue and debate. And they get off on it. They like it. They <laughs> really, truly do. <laughs> they do. I've seen it. And they where that high priestess they, has to step in there and go, uh, 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 person, uh public, public. forum. Yeah. <laughs> really, honestly, I think it's priest or worse about it than the priestesses. I know you are. But I've seen some priestesses go at you it. Don't, and you, <laughs> you don't want the priestesses arguing. Uh, no. no, I mean, and if you do ask us a question and you don't get the answer you want, don't get mad at us. Because we're not trained to give you the answers you want. We're trained to give you the answers you need. Yes, that's good. That's good. And why get mad at me because I'm telling you something you need to know? Right. You know. Because it's probably harder. I mean, because this is back where we sit there and go, we're not your friends. Your friends are going to tell you what you want to hear. Oh, yeah, he was mean to you, and <laughs> you shouldn't have dated him to begin with. And we'll, we'll sit there and go, yeah, but you acted this way, and you did this, and then you went out all night and partied and flirted with this guy. How do you think that made him feel? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, he don't uh, own me. I do what I want. You know, he don't own me. He I don't know. Yeah, we're living together. He's paying half the rent. Well, there's, some, there's, some, there's some expectations there, you know. Or were you just mad and not getting your way of what you wanted and uh, you just wanted to piss them off? Yeah. There's responsibility on both sides there. Right. No, it's not what you want to hear, especially when you're talking about breakups and stuff like that. Anytime you have to look within yourself. Yeah. You know, that'd be like somebody coming to me going, hey, I have problems out of my kids. Well, your kid's a brat because you let them be a brat. Right. right. And it has nothing to do with the kids. It has to do with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as you hear that, they're like, uh, oh, uh, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm sweet and innocent in on this. But, okay. If you say so. If you say so. I ain't the one going to live with your kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can go back there. And the only kid I got is a freaking dog <laughs> and a cat. <laughs> He's trained. He's trained. Well, we're trying to get him trained. <laughs> but there are some things that they do in the pagan community at large that just drive me up the wall. So that's putting it mildly. Don't get me wrong. I can't sit there and say that's everybody. 
in the pagan community or not, there are some solitaries out there who do know what they're doing, sure. who are very well read and educated. And What's that got to do with anything? And, there's and do, intellect intelligence and there's spiritual right. intelligence and just because and, and the, well these same people also have that experience of doing this on a daily basis and all that and they're quite wonderful to talk to just like you know i think we have some traditionalists out there they're part of traditionalist groups but they're they're idiots too oh yeah well, there's idiots everywhere you go right don't want people to think we're putting traditionalist stuff on a pedestal here, but part of this is to give people access to what a traditionalist is like. But, you know, we're not perfect. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We're not necessarily perfect. We don't always have answers. Yeah, remember that one time you didn't? (laughs) I... I, I, During an eclipse, I remember it. <laughs> you remember it. I think it was in like the, you know, the 800s. Yeah, 1801. <laughs> Your mule broke its leg, I remember. <laughs> well, when you, do, you, you typically do have answers, but when you don't, you're not afraid to go, I don't know. Oh, no. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't got a clue. I need to meditate upon that. I've never thought about it that way. I can't help you today. I'm sorry. <laughs> it it happens. never happens. No, it never happens. It does. It does happen. I have to think about that. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's problems that arise, and yeah, sometimes I even have to go to the lady and go, hey, here's the problem this person's having, and I ain't got a clue what in the world to tell them. (laughs) Any suggestions? And the lady will look at me like, well, you're just a complete idiot. It's as simple as doing this. And I'll be like, well, why didn't I think of that? Duh. (laughs) That makes sense. Here, let's give this a try. Bless her heart. She's got to put up with so much with me sometimes. <laughs> Being able to say, I don't know. Don't I don't know. know. Or to have enough common sense. I do know, but I'm not telling you. Yeah. Uh, because me giving you the answer is not going to solve your problem. Work. Hard work. Well, there are some answers that we can give those people that ask. And we can flat out tell them. But... There's a difference between earning that brand new car and be given that brand new car. Right. Ooh, look, mom and dad bought me this brand new car. Let's go drive it. I didn't pay for it. I don't care what happens. To where, oh, I had to work five years to get up the down payment for this, and I still owe. For 30 more years. <laughs> on this car. <laughs> it suddenly becomes a different scenario. Well, sometimes not. Right. There's sometimes that knowledge is the same way. There's a lot of things. Yeah, I know you've called me up and gotten mad at me because you'll be like, oh, I figured this out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, I know you know. And you're all excited about this, and I'm kind of like, mm, yeah, and? Well, pardon me for being a lowly first degree trying <laughs> to figure things out. But you have the better appreciation of it. 
Then may he just have told you. Uh, yeah. You and I, most of the time it goes, oh, I figured something out. Now I'm confused. No, I'm confused. <laughs> I've got more questions. i got more questions. <laughs> and the majority of times you'll hear me go, remember when we, you were doing your first degree classes and we were discussing this? Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I have no recollection of that. <laughs> Blocked it all out. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> Out of habit, I know we teach this way, and we're and I'm used to it. And I'll get to talking to these people in the pagan community, and I'll start doing the same thing. And yeah, they'll get mad at me because they're like, "Well, you know the answer. Why don't you just tell me? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Right. You're not going to." Appreciate it or cherish it the way you need to if I just flat out tell you. Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. <laughs> oh, my gatekeeping, I'm telling you. There's a process you need to go through. You need to do some self-discovery there and all that. And then once you figure it out, come back and talk to me. I'll tell you if you got it right or not. Or, you know, if you're in the ballpark, because some things aren't. A wrong or right way is just, or understanding in a certain way, it's mm-hmm. it's more about the process than it is about the actual goal. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if this is a society problem because we've gotten so used to instant everything. Mm, that's a good point. Or is this just a problem in the pagan community? Everybody expects to be able just to look up online and find an answer to something. You're right. Instant gratification. Mm-hmm. I hate to be this way. I watch a lot of TV shows and stuff, and our mysteries are out there. Oh, yeah, they are. There's nothing really hidden, but it's just hidden in plain sight if you know what you're looking for. You know, I've had you many a time call me up and go, you know what? I was with the da 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 and listen to that, and this is what they're talking about. What the? Did you know our mysteries were out there? (laughs) Did you know our mysteries are out there? I know I've called you up on one particular thing. Go here. I need you to watch this show. Yeah. You get all the way through and go, oh my god. Yeah. Just just have first degrees. Watch this. They'll learn everything they need. (laughs) No, really. Really? There you go. You know. <laughs> they are there. They they're are there. And if I sit there and tell people that, if I tell people what that show was, they're going to look at me going, oh, you're just full of it. No. They're there. They're there. Like, who did this? <laughs> who did this? Who's been running their... Who's been running their mouth? <laughs> Makes you want to get out there and talk to the other. Who's been running their mouth? All right. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Who did it? <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> Were they banished already? <laughs> well, they read these books and stuff like that, and I'm sorry. If you were initiated, that means you were sworn to an oath that you can't reveal any of these mysteries. So that means they can't put them in the book. That's right. If you weren't initiated, you don't know the mystery, so you can't put them in the books anyway. No. And not saying anything bad about these people, but... How many of these people read these books and don't realize there's stuff missing? They don't realize that. 
I wasn't even, you know, initiated or anything. I'm reading these books, and they're saying the same thing over and over again. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, but there's something missing there. Yep. Something is not – something ain't adding up here. Right. They're hinting at something here, mm-hmm. that there's something more there that they can't talk about or they won't talk about, or they just make you want to buy another book. Yep. And I'm sorry, I got tired of that. And that's why I went out hunting for Lord Man. I was like getting frustrated. Hell, you know, I've spent all this money on these books and... I have no answers. I still have no more answers than I had before. Yep. It gives you the surface. There's nothing deep there. Right. But you got some of these people out here who read these books and, ooh, that's it. All the mysteries of the universe. (laughs) And Scott Cunningham... Yeah, you know, and then, and then they'll come to me and they'll start going, hey, well, you know, what books would you recommend to read? And I'll start throwing out some titles. Read the Witch's Bible or Radio, the Gospel of the Witches. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 Lady Sheba. Oh, no, I can't read that. No, ooh, no. That's that, no. Why not? Read some Starhawk. There, I'm sorry. Read some Starhawk or oh, there, no, you know. No, no shit. She's good. And people will start looking at you like you got twelve heads. I, what? Go read the Golden Dawn. <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. There are mysteries in these books. You just gotta dig for them. But there aren't any in the fluffier stuff. No. They've just been taken out and sanitized and washed for the masses. Mm. How do you feel about Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck, there's some mysteries in there. You have to dig. I know the one book reads like stereo instructions. And as soon as big I say that, book. most people most people know what I'm talking about. The big I, blue book. The big blue book. Yeah. And stereo instructions. I, oh, yeah. But there are some mysteries there. I didn't realize it until afterwards, but, you know, hey. I didn't realize it was like a year ago. <laughs> I was reading one. Hey, there's one. There's one. Yeah. There's one. Oh. God, <laughs> now I know what he's talking about. You know. I don't pick it up often, though. Uncle Buck is not somebody I go, ooh, yay. Here's a nice. <laughs> nice <laughs> hey, but, but it's good information. Hmm. No, it really is, especially it's like, um, you know, if you're a witch on a budget, you want some Uncle Buck. Hey, hey, look, even a witch on a budget, if you at least have the witch's Bible on your shelf, you're doing real good. Yep. We know how much you love that book. Oh, it's it's one of my favorites, one of my favorites. I do, I do. Put it in my pillow. <laughs> More like underneath your, you know, kitchen table to make sure it's balanced. <laughs> you know, if I did, and it's the sad part about it is I, I, get, I reach for it so often, and I think that's the bad part is that I despise it, I hate it, but I use it so much. <laughs> like, mm, gotta get out the book. <laughs> Such an easy read. But see, we jumped off to Scott Cunningham. 
he has his place. I've read him. He does some good writing. But it irritates me to sit there and watch people talk about like he is the end all and be all of everything of the pagan community. I could not put that into one author. No. I can't. But I think most of us cut our teeth on Scott Cunningham. Uh, yes. So there is a spot, and everybody knows him, and his books aren't bad. They are informative. There's some good stuff there, but it's very surface. There's no depth to them, and they're very light and fluffy. Well, like I said, you know, these um, these books are good. These authors have their place. No, they're probably not what most traditionalists read. No. classes and stuff like that. But I'm willing to bet that most traditionalists have Scott Cunningham, at least one the majority in their house. The majority of the people I, you know, meet to, because we got to meet you and interview you before you start classes. Um, at some point during that conversation, yes, Scott Cunningham comes up. Yeah, I've read this book. I've mm-hmm. read this book by Scott Cunningham. I actually, okay. Then there's some, con, you know, to me, my first thought is, hey, you know, that's a good point. I have there's things he's taught you that you don't realize he's taught you. That's a good stepping off point. Sure. For sure. when I start teaching you. Especially you with herbs. Yeah. You know, it's a whole lot easier to go, okay, well at least I know I have this basis to work from. It's very very shiny, very fluffy, but it's there. But it irritates me that that anybody in the pagan community, you walk into their house and all they have is on their bookshelf is just Silver Ravenwolf or just Scott Cunningham or just Uncle Buck. Oh, gosh. No, spread out. Spread out. Oh, yeah. This is the only author I read on this subject because I just think they're wonderful. All right. You, you're, you're missing out there. Well, I'm out of coffee. Oh, I've been out of coffee. Thank you for listening to Pagan Coffee Talk. I hope you join us next week. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.